1: Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unliving Bread Bible Study. Thank you so much. Thank you, Father, for being with us with anointing and opening our eyes and our ears to understand what you're saying. Uh, you have a wonderful sequence of events here, Lord, that, that give us wisdom so that we're not surprised by anything. Thank you so much, Father, for doing this for us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to continue with "Fiery Trials Bring Great Revival," number four, and we called this one uh, that was given to Mariana Payne, ten twenty-five twenty-two. We called it "Make Sure You Don't Miss the Bride." Mhm. She actually had that experience and got to do it over. So so for our edification obviously. <laughs> she said I dreamed that I, this is Mariana and I believe she represents those who are in the running to be in the bride body. Amen. I was standing in a beautiful open grassy field. And Isaac, her husband, said the grass represents the flesh, and Marianna is standing on top of the grass, indicating the flesh is under her feet, which is a good thing. Uh, First Peter 1.24 says, For all flesh is as grass. She said, Softly rain was pouring down only on me, and it felt like glory rain. Amen. The anointing, huh? probably representing the former reign of the Holy Spirit. Praise be to God. I raised my arms to receive it and to bask in the outpouring. Then, all of a sudden, I saw a small figurine coming from the left side of the sky. Well, as we will see, this figurine represents idolatry. Uh, Satan often attacks us with idolatry. And he uses our desires uh, to do this. As the figurine kept falling, it was getting closer and closer to falling directly onto me. I saw that the figurine was a little wooden, posable mannequin. Well, these are often used, she said, in art for drawing. Mm-hmm. It smacked me directly on the head and knocked me to the ground. I tried to get back up but was unable. Well, we know that an idol can be anything that is more important than obeying God. First uh, John 2 and 15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And idolatry will derail us from overcoming our flesh nature to be in the bride. And uh, Marianna gives Exodus 23 through 4. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. And 1 Corinthians 10 and 14, Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Amen. It will keep you from manifesting Jesus. And she said, While I was laying on the ground, I saw a bright orb in the sky. It was soaring fast through the sky and turned in my direction. It was so brilliant and glowing that I could barely make out the shape of it, of the orb. And as it got closer, I saw that it was a glowing man flying. He was pouring down rain wherever he flew. Amen. That anointing. And Isaac said, um, I believe that this represents the coming of the man-child and his anointing. Amen. And Joel two, twenty three through 25 says, Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he giveth you the former rain in just measure, and he causes to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. In other words, you'll bear a lot of fruit unto the Holy Spirit, right? If you haven't received the former rain of the Holy Spirit, you need to, to uh, be able to bear that fruit. Amen. And you can receive it by faith, right? And verse 25, And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. Well, this represents the the curse out there to motivate people to run to Jesus, right? And surely uh, being baptized in the Holy Spirit uh, greatly enables you against any curse. So... Then he landed about eight feet in front of me in the center of the field. Eight represents a new beginning. And as we know, 888 eight, eight is the gematria of Jesus in Greek. Right? His four big wings disappeared into his back. The man looked like a beefed-up best version <laughs> Of my husband, Isaac. <laughs> All right. Best version. Mm. Yet I knew that this man is Jesus. So Isaac represents the promised firstborn, the first fruit, you know, in whom Jesus lives. So we'll call him Isaac Jesus. Isaac Jesus was so radiant and glorious looking. Psalm 45 and 2 You are the most handsome of the sons of men. Grace is poured upon your lips. Therefore, God has blessed you forever. And Isaac said, uh, The Lord is using me to represent the man-child reformer ministry, Jesus. That is Jesus in the man-child, who is the bridegroom this time around. All right. And Isaac Jesus raised his arms in celebration, and I realized that he was standing at the beginning of a wedding aisle. There were seats on both sides and a pergola adorned with beautiful white flowers at the end. He was overjoyed and excited as he walked down the aisle. And this was Jesus' wedding day. He was the groom, and I was the bride, Marianna said. Okay. And we know that John the Baptist identified uh, Jesus as the bridegroom and his first fruits disciples as the bride, and so it is today, John 3 and 29, he that hath the bride is the bridegroom, so see there's parables all through the New Testament that, give us the true understanding of things in these days. And although I was still stuck on the ground, I was desperately trying to get up. I tried and tried, but physically couldn't. And then I saw a different woman come into my stead down the aisle, come in my stead down the aisle to marry Isaac Jesus. My heart sank, and I felt so grieved and hurt. And she gives Psalm uh, 16 and 4. The sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. Mm, So they are rejected. If you got anything more important than God or more important than being in the bride, well, then you're going to miss it. Revelation 3.11. I come quickly. Hold fast that which thou hast, that no one take thy crown. Amen. Marianna went on to say, But then somehow time reversed. Uh, A second chance? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This represents that God does not dwell in time, and he has already taken into account all of the failures of his elect who will repent quickly. Amen. We know they will, right? And she went on to say, now I was at the beginning, back to the most pivotal date of when I first met Isaac Jesus. Uh, that's probably representing meeting our first love, right? You know all the excitations about those who lost their first love, right? That's because of idols. Mm-hmm. But she gives Isaiah 46 and 10, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times things Not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand. I will accomplish all my purpose. Amen. So he's not in time, right? I was now in a big room with tall ceilings. And Isaac said, I think this represents an open heaven where our prayers are granted. Amen. A group of young women and I were all sitting at some tables, and Isaac Jesus was sitting in front of us with his uh, back turned towards us. And this could represent uh, before we first meet Jesus and we have not yet seen his face. Uh, in other words, we have not become acquainted with his nature yet, right? I was sitting at the table furthest back. Well, we know the last shall be first, and the bride is the most humble of all. Amen. I knew that as soon as Isaac Jesus saw me, he would choose me above all the other women in the room. Well, this is kind of like Esther 2 and 17, which says, "...and the king loved Esther above all the women." and she obtained favor and kindness in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Vashti bombed out because she was a Jezebel. Mm -hmm. Romans 8, 29-30, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Amen. So, um, everybody needs to make God most important in these days. Amen. And although I had to make my way to him through all the other women, all the women were now in a separate room getting ready. One black woman, representing walking in darkness, she says, I agree, stood up and proclaimed that she was going to get Isaac Jesus to go her way. To go her way? Hmm. She didn't want to be with him, but she didn't want any other women to be with him either. Ooh, that sounds like the faction. They want to, they're all failed and they want you to fail. And they're busy trying to do it. She just wanted to mess him up and distract him from choosing a bride. I stood up and said, Oh no, you don't. <laughs> and Isaac makes a comment here. He says, Marianne, sure, is tough. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, she gives Matthew 11 and 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and men of violence take it by force. Amen. In the spiritual realm, not in the physical realm, obviously. I came at her and fought her and kicked her out. Got rid of the old man, right? So we have to fight Satan and his demons to become the most beautiful to the king of kings in order to obtain the position of the bride. And next, a woman, Amelia Clark. Amelia in Latin means rival. This woman is an actress in real life and is best known for portraying the mother of all dragons. Ooh-hoo-hoo in the game of thrones series well the mother of all dragons seeks to devour the man child and the bride and we know that from scripture revelation 12 and jezebel is a member of the dragon body mhm amelia came up to me and announced that she will be the one to win his heart and i looked her in the eye and gave a firm no. An energy welled up from inside of me, and I started to fight her. Well, you know, none of these Jezebels will be in the bride. They just won't be. And you have to fight that spirit that wants to take you over. I was punching her in the face and pulling her hair out in large clumps. (laughs) This was an all-out brawl. I finally forced her down to the ground where I proceeded to kick her until she was out. All right, that's a good way to get rid of the enemy. (laughs) So, as you know, Vashti was a Jezebel and was rejected. And all who want to be in the bride must fight the Jezebel spirit. Amen. I then composed myself, straightened my clothes, and decided that it's finally my time to meet Isaac Jesus. First Chronicles 16.11 Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. Amen. I left the room and all the other women behind and walked confidently towards Isaac. Isaac Jesus was now sitting In an open grassy field, and there were empty chairs around him. I sat down next to him and quietly started asking him questions about what his favorite things were. Well, that's important to the bride to know what pleases the king. Amen. If you do, if you desire to please the king, he will make it possible. Well, this represents a true personal relationship with Jesus, I believe, by getting in his word and finding out what is truly pleasing to him. And uh, John 14 and 23 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Yes, the bride will not be waiting for somebody else to keep his word before they do it. They'll keep it no matter what everybody else is doing because they know it's pleasing to the Lord. After a while of talking, we stood up and started walking towards the very same field where the wedding was to take place. I was standing to the right of Isaac Jesus when he... uh reached down and gently touched my hand and held it. He looked at each, We looked at each other and smiled sweetly. Then we embraced and hug walked the rest of the path. Well, Amos 3 and 3 says, Shall two walk together except they have agreed? See, that's why we get in the word and we want to know what it is to please him because we want to be like him. That's what pleases Him. And she said, then I woke up. I asked the Lord for a word concerning this dream, and the Lord impressed upon me 1 Corinthians nine twenty-four through 27 Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain... Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. Self-control. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Yes, amen. And also, she gave 2 Peter one ten through 10-11, Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. She said, personally, I prayed for repentance from any idols that I have and for the Lord to reveal them to me. That would be a good idea for anybody. Amen. And she said, thank you, Father, that it is not too late and that I am still in the running for the bride of Christ. Amen. Amen. A good exhortation. Okay, and this one was given to Eve Brast. 11, 15, 22. There is a limit to God's mercy and grace. We called it. True. I dreamed that local UBM was in a very nice, colorful, Victorian or Edwardian house, like the ones they have in San Francisco, that are all built extremely close to each other. Yeah, yeah. We were all standing or sitting around in the kitchen and dining room waiting for a very long time for the call for our next assignment. Hmm. Okay. Well, the kitchen is where the spiritual food is prepared. The man, child, and bride have been waiting and sanctifying themselves and preparing spiritual food for a very long time for this upcoming tribulation harvest, so to speak. Amen. So, it was like we were in a Mission Impossible team, and we all had special powers that assisted us in this. Not only stopping the bad guys, but converting them to following Christ. And when you put that word down into your heart, it gives you special powers to be an ambassador of Christ to the lost and the lawless, and the elect of God are easily converted. One of the brothers was late in meeting up with us, and some of the brothers were wondering where he was. And uh, she says, we must be aware of and warn the stragglers. Hmm. You know, I once read some portions of the Colburn Bible, which was the Egyptians' historians uh, saying what happened, for instance, at the Red Sea. It was very interesting. They pretty much agreed with the Jews. <laughs> One thing that they said was uh, that the stragglers uh at the Red Sea crossing, drowned with the Egyptians. Okay, I don't remember that in the writing uh in the scriptures, but it, it sounds very possible that that happened. And then I heard police sirens in the distance, and I was taken up in the spirit to have a bird's-eye view of the situation. I saw the brother who was late speeding up the hill to the house as fast as he could, trying to outrun the police. (laughs) Uh, Well, the police here, she says, representing spiritual recklessness and a lack of discernment uh, of one's own spiritual state. And, of course, the police represent the the Word. We're supposed to police our thoughts, our actions with the Word, right? He was trying to shake them off his trail, and he quickly... Uh, pulled uh, into the gravel drive, uh, hoping the cops would lose him and drive on by. These police officers represent the angels, she said, who enforce God's law, and when his people stubbornly refuse obedience. Yes, the angels use the word of God to enforce God's law. They know what's legal for them and what's legal for others. So... Then I was back in my body and I heard the brother quickly slam his vehicle door and hurry up the steps into the side door of the kitchen. He was out of breath as he asked, as we asked him where he'd been. The word for breath is spirit and uh, being out of breath represents not being led by the spirit. And he said he had run a stop sign and tried to outrun the police. Stop sign is when the Lord says stop and you don't stop, right? Okay. He thought he had gotten away with it. And then I heard the police vehicle door slamming outside and heavy boots steps uh, walking up to the door. Well, we can't outrun God, she says. He knows everything and our location at all times. Well, amen, Eve. It's so so true. I said, it looks like they've caught up with you. And eventually, disobedience will catch up with you, especially when God has brought many corrections and warnings that you know better or when he's told you to stop and you don't stop. Proverbs 29 and 1, He that being often reproved, hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. Okay, good reason to repent quickly when God says stop, right? Hebrews 6, 4 through 8, she gives, For as touching those who were once enlightened and tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Spirit, And tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, and then fell away, it's impossible to renew them again unto repentance, seeing that they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open shame. In other words, Jesus in them they are putting to death by following after the flesh man and strengthening him, right? For the land which has drunk the rain that cometh oft upon it and bringeth forth herbs, meat for them whose sake it is also tilled, receives blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and thistles, it is rejected and nigh unto a curse whose end is to be burned. Well, amen, Eve. So true. She went on to say, The brother said, as he fidgeted with his keys... Oh, it'll be all right. They've let me off the hook every time before. This time won't be any different. He felt that he would be able to smooth talk the officers once again and they would let him go. Well, our lascivious repeat offenses, Eve said, of willful disobedience and disregard for applying his word to our lives will catch up with us. And at some point, our grace with God will run out. Yes, that's what this is teaching. Second Corinthians 12 and 21. Lest again when I come, my God should humble me before you, and I should mourn for many of them that have sinned heretofore, and repented not of the uncleanness and fornication and lasciviousness which they committed. And, of course, lasciviousness represents giving ourselves a license to sin, like once saved, always saved, or some, something like that, you know, or just a, a character of that. It doesn't have to have that particular doctrine, but that character, that it'll all be okay. God will forgive me again, so on and so forth, right? And he went on to say, there was a stern knock at the kitchen side door and I got up to let the officers inside. They asked the brother, do you know why we're here? He said, come on guys, you know me. It's not that big of a deal. No one got hurt. <laughs> well, I say all disobedience and sin in the body of Christ sickens the body and hurts the rest of its members. 1 Corinthians 5 and 6 says, Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? And for this reason, God turns people over to Satan. Faction and reprobation in order to sanctify the body or to uh, cleanse the body of Christ, right? And then she said, The officer in charge said the brother's first name and then said, You have been a chronic offender, and we have let you go on multiple offenses. And since you ran from us and made us chase you, we're not letting it go this time. You've run your last stop sign. They got out their handcuffs and placed the brother under arrest and took him away to their police vehicle. And uh, she said, This reminds me of Jonah who ran from God and suffered the severe consequences of his rebellion. Many times our conscience tells us to stop. But uh, when we keep ignoring it, harsher measures must be employed by God to get our attention. And there is a limit to to the grace of God. That's true. As they were doing this, the call we'd all been waiting for came and we jumped up and went into action to complete our assignment. But the brother was left behind to be processed and jailed by the police. Okay, so everybody's ready to go. They're going to their next assignment and it's a good one and um, this person missed it or as a type of the person that misses it, right? Revelation 3.11, I come quickly, hold fast that which thou hast, let no one take thy crown. I felt bad that we had to leave this brother behind and that he could not be a part of our rescue mission any longer. It was a shame that he was going to miss out on the best part of our ministry. And she gave Matthew twenty four forty five through 51. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his Lord has set over his household to give them their food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he will set him over all that he hath. But if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord tarrieth, and shall begin to beat his fellow servants, and shall eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he expecteth not, and in an hour when he knoweth not, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint his portion with the hypocrites. So, he went on to say, the assignment happened to be in the house next door. Where it was a mafia family, including children, who were all operating the family business <laughs> together as a team? They were involved in many illegal and immoral activities and operations. It was strange, but they all looked like cartoon superheroes, even the children, and they all had different superpowers that they used to fight against us. <laughs> Yeah, Matthew 24 and 24 says, For there shall arise false Christs, or anointings, right, and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Yeah. And she says, These represent all of God's elect among the apostates whom we uh, will be assigned to bring into the kingdom using our superpower anointing uh, in the coming ministries of the man, child, and bride. Yes, indeed. But our powers were used in love and it weakened their powers so that we were able to win the victory over them as we overpowered them with our heavenly powers. Their nature instantly changed and they loved us and joined us in our missions. And 1 Corinthians thirteen, thirteen says, But now abideth faith, hope, and love, these three, and the greatest of these is love. And then I woke up. Mm-hmm. Very good. And this one, too. Uh, Samuel Fire got this on 9, 10, 22. And we called it, Root Out All Evil. I Will Not Tolerate Leaven. Yes. Samuel asked the Lord on 9.10.22, What would you like to tell us, Lord? And the Lord said, Do not worry about difficulties and complexities. I will teach you. Did you create or did I? I want you to do. In other words, obey. And I will instill all the rest. Can you take a moment before saying and writing or doing anything? Do not think uh, in a hurry. I made enough time and grace. I am patient and kind. Believe and trust in me. Hold the ground. This is critical for our kingdom. You are doing a crucial role for me. I already have reinforcements and supplies en route. We have victory. Keep proclaiming it now and forever. This chain of my people will not break. I will polish and refine with addition, which makes what seemed weak strong. And the strong is imparting to others again like a metal being folded, like extra chains and cords and cables. Which reminds me of Ecclesiastes 4 and 12, And if a man prevail against him that is alone, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. That's why Jesus sent his disciples out two by two. The two witnesses that went everywhere he was coming. Amen. Have no desire to keep anything except my Son. Root out all evil. If it's not Christ, it dies. I will not tolerate leaven. This allows cracks in the walls and snakes in the garden. Question and reflect on everything. I am pleased in your obedience to me. You seek me, and let's enjoy this love in eternity now. You know you have received. I poured it out. Are you ready for more? Believe the exercise and exercise faith. Nothing can compare to the price that I paid. Do not compare yourself to others. Contrast and brighten out all areas of your life. I love you all. Amen. A good word from the Lord. And this call we'd be waiting on for a long time in Eve's dream above are the events described in the next three revelations. See this place that we're being called to next to step into you know the next portion of our ministry. <clears throat> so these next three revelations seem to be speaking about this, and um, and uh, which came to me at the same time as a confirmation. Amen. These all all these revelations came at the same time. So I think God really wants us to understand this. Vanessa Weeks got. After three hours of darkness, the man-child Jesus died. And Vanessa got this on 5-17-21. I remembered this dream after I read David's email on the ten days of darkness. I dreamed it was a beautiful sunny day in this area where the UBM people were. And then, in the afternoon, I went outside and saw all around where dark clouds and reddish yellow light shining through at various points, and this was opposite to where the sun was. In other words, all around are the enemies and their dark clouds, which Jesus is coming as a lion to judge, right? Amen. But where the sun, S-U-N slash S-O-N, was, it was still sunny and nice. There were storm warnings for all areas around here. The officials declared a warning for this area, which I could not understand because it was so nice. Hmm. So they let school out early and closed businesses so everyone could get home safely. I was thinking that that was ridiculous because they never do that. Well, <laughs> we've got some storms coming, folks. I mean, some big ones And most of Christianity, even those that are patriotic. Don't expect it, okay? Because God wants to drain his swamp, too. I knew the darkness was coming and would last two to three hours. Hmm. I also saw that people were really distressed over this. Well, let me say the death of the man-child will come after three hours of darkness, as we shall see. But that's not the end. That's just the beginning, right? And I heard David say, in our morning meeting, we keep receiving words about the crucifixion and also about the destruction of the wicked that have hurt us. This is true. And, um, of course, we know that the crucifixion was a type and a shadow of the crucifixion of the man-child ministry because history repeats, but on a larger scale. Okay. Matthew 27 and 45. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. There's the three hours. The three hours of darkness. And Mark 15 and 25, and it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And Mark 15 and 33, and when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. In other words, three hours of darkness, and Jesus, the man-child, died. He is also the type of our man-child. He comes in our man-child as he is coming in all of his saints. And 34, And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Notice, God forsook Jesus, but he said to you, I will never forsake you. Why is that? Because he forsook Jesus. Jesus was the scapegoat. He was the one who took the punishment, and at some of them, uh, and some of them that stood by when they heard it said, "Behold, he calleth Elijah." And in thirty-seven, and Jesus uttered a loud voice and gave up the ghost. So there you go. At the end of the three hours, the man-child Jesus died. I received my faith at random for this dream, Isaiah 66 and 5, uh, in context 4 through 10. Isaiah 66 4 through 10. I also will choose their delusions. I will bring their fears upon them, because when I called, none did answer, and when I spake, they did not hear. But they did that which was evil in my eyes and chose that wherein I delighted not. How do we know what is good in his eyes if we do not believe and obey the Scriptures? Hmm. Hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word. Your brethren that hate you, they cast you out for my name's sake, have said, Let the Lord be glorified, that we may see your joy. But it is they, that shall be put to shame. A voice of tumult from the city, a voice from the temple, a voice of the Lord that rendereth recompense to his enemies. He is coming to save his bride from a bunch of malicious backsliders. Mm -hmm. Verse 7, Before she travailed, she brought forth, and before her pain came, she was delivered of a... Man child Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall a land be born in one day? Shall a nation be brought forth at once? For as soon as Zion travailed she brought forth her children. Okay, here is the man child being birthed and it's he's plural. Ah uh, and he's calling this a nation. Amen. And this is the nation, by the way, that the rest of God's people are going to join, you know, as they come more and more into the kingdom. Shall I bring to birth and not cause to bring forth, says the Lord? Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, saith thy God? Rejoice ye with Jerusalem, and be glad for her, all ye that love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all ye that mourn over her. Okay, this is the one who is travailing with the man-child, bringing forth the man-child. And what a joy. Amen? Okay, this is uh, from Tiana Fire, eleven fifteen twenty-two, And we called it Lion of Judah Comes with a Storm. Mm-hmm. I saw the sky all around late afternoon. It looked like a massive storm was coming. The sky was filled with dark clouds, and they looked like they were about to drop an abundance of rain and lightning. And further in the distance, it was already raining and storming. Well, again, uh, Mark 15 and 33 And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. So this ended up being three hours of darkness. And Jesus, the man-child, died. And so it will be in our day. History always repeats, the Bible says. I looked up and saw a giant head of a male lion appear through the clouds. So he died, but here he comes. (laughs) A, A giant head of a male lion. It was like how someone peeks their head into a room. He was golden in color and had a giant mane, and he looked down upon the land. And Samuel, Tiana's husband, said, The lion is the Lord who will go forth with the truth of the word to cut through the hidden darkness of the world. True. The first time Jesus came as a lamb, but now he is coming as a lion, and he will bring judgment with him. And I continue. I, I say I look down. Let's see. Excuse me. I look down beneath where the lion was, she said, And uh, saw rays of light shining down to the ground, and I felt peace and calm. Oh, praise the Lord. And just as in Vanessa's dream above, we can see uh, where the sun shines in the midst of the storms, there's peace for those who believe in his Psalm 91 protection. Amen. Samuel prayed and heard the Lord say, My judgment cometh soon. I have seen. Be ready always. Yes, he looked through the clouds and saw. Here comes the lion. The lion is coming to judge. Amen. And just to summarize, we learned from the last two dreams that after three hours of darkness, the man-child, Jesus, Died and is resurrected as a lion, and now we're going to see this. This resurrection will bring us to the refuge. Okay. Resurrection life is a refuge in itself too. We should know that you know purity, holiness. This delivers people from death. Okay. This is uh, from Dirk Olofsson. Uh, death and resurrection of the man-child bring a refuge. Amen. And we get, he got this on 11, 13, 22. So death and resurrection of the man-child brings the refuge. Yes. Dirk said, Sunday morning we went for a hike up the 3,280-foot mountain just outside of town. It is such a spectacular view from up there. We had such a blessed time looking down on the whole town. We prayed and came against all the principalities and powers at work here and we bound their works and cast down the strongholds. I had my small pocket Bible with me, and I took it out and asked Father for some verses at random. First, I asked Father for a verse concerning this town, and He told us to come out of the city, and He sent us to this specific place. Yes, we got to come out of the city and go to the mountain. Those who come out of Babylon during its fall will be seeking refuge. Right. They were told, they were told there was a refuge there. In fact, he went on to say, we knew that there was going to be a refuge around here. So I asked Father, what does he, what does he want to tell us at the point where we are now? I opened my Bible. And it was on an introductory page of the book of Habakkuk with my finger on the name Carchemish. And the note reads, The prophecy is generally dated a little before or after the Battle of Carchemish, 605 B.C. So, let me say that the title is the author's name, which apparently comes from a Hebrew root, meaning to clasp or to embrace. Um, Habakkuk prayed and prophesied in times of crisis. The international community was shocked by events of far-reaching import. Internally, the people of God were caught up in a crisis of religious and moral bewilderment. Okay. So that was uh, Dirk's comment. And uh, mine is Carchemish was the battle that conquered the Egyptian beast. So it sounds similar to what's going on. And decided the next beast. So at Carchemish, the battle was won by the following beast. Egyptians lost their battle there. And this is where we are now. God's people slowed down Pharaoh on his way to Carchemish just enough for the Assyrians to gain the advantage over the Egyptians. So this brought the Assyrians to being the world power. And this is a good confirmation because the Babylonish beast is being conquered by the Medio persian beast now in type and shadow. Um, Cyrus, of course, was the leader of the Medio persian empire and won the battle against the Babylonian beast. And Trump is Cyrus in our day, as we've been told, and he is winning the battle. Uh, It's not over. Uh, Even when they think it's over, it's not over. Because the Babylonians are going to judge the people of God, more so than we've seen so far with this vaccine, okay? And then he said, I looked up the name Carchemish, and it means Fortress of Refuge, How amazing, when we just moved here, Paula said, the town is so small, maybe the whole town is going to be a refuge. (laughs) Well, uh, Carchemish was the place of the battle between two beast kingdoms, and it was the deciding battle, right? And that's where we are now. This will cause many to seek a refuge, you understand? Um, I was thinking on the meaning of the name Habakkuk uh, to embrace. It also came to mind what the angel said to Eve for us here, The time of hiding is over. The harvest is ripe, and we are um, to glean freely. Amen. And secondly, we prayed for the whole body and how we are now waiting for the manifestation of the man-child's anointing. And I asked Father for a verse for what He wants to tell us. My finger was on John 19 and 38 and on Matthew 27 and 60 in the Middle Cross Reference section. And, he said, reading both scriptures together, they actually read as one. Yes, that's true. John 19 and 38. And after these things, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked of Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He He came, therefore, and took away his body. Well, what is pointed out here, and in the following verse again, is the death and resurrection of man-child tying all these revelations together. God is making it very plain here. In Matthew 27 and sixty. And laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and departed. And um, he said, can this be showing where we are now on the timeline? Can it mean that the man-child has come to the end of the crucifixion by the factious Judas's? And will be resurrected after three days. I, I believe so. We again received the after death verses. You see. God. He's not talking. He doesn't talk to us about the past. He talks to us about the future. So we again received after death verses. And I have hoped it meant that we are almost there now. And also the last failed factious attempt fell by the hand of God when one falls into faction they are considered dead by God according to our dreams and of course according to the scriptures too but Judas may be hung by his own hand which tells you that um, we're coming to something really great here okay so uh, this is Tiana fire and she says, Man, child, and bride, escape the faction. Amen. I dreamt I was in this town, Tiana said, up on top of a mountain. In a high place? Okay. I was uh with this man named Noah, who in the dream was my husband. So... Noah means rest, I believe. And uh, Noah, as a type of Jesus, the man-child, warned the people of his time about the coming deluge before going into the Ark of Refuge. Okay. Tiana said, we went around this town sharing our testimonies about coming to Christ. So this is a great evangelization revelation here. We were sharing miracles and speaking and sharing the truth with everyone that would listen. I also remember walking around speaking to God aloud and praying spiritual warfare aloud and commanding demons to leave and declaring the kingdom of God right here and right now. I remember there were three women that were sitting down that my husband shared his testimony with. And they were very intrigued to hear about our Lord and what he has done. Sometimes uh, women represent groups of people or bodies of people. Okay. Early in the morning, I had an incoming video call from a sister named Marilyn, who was also married to Noah in the dream. Okay, so the bride is a corporate body of many people whose spiritual husband is Jesus. Amen. We spent a long time praying aloud and doing a deliverance as a group. We all got delivered from fear and doubt and unbelief. Well, we know that Jesus healed them all, Matthew 15 and 30, right? Noah and Marilyn said that they were coming over to pick us up to go on a journey. This is that journey we were talking about, right? We went and packed our things, and they arrived in a blue car very quickly. Blue represents abiding in heavenly places in this car, right? And Marilyn was wearing a white dress, representing the Bride of Christ. She was resting in the back seat and looked young like a 20-year-old, and she was completely healed and had blonde hair. Hair represents submission in First Corinthians chapter 11, uh, 10 through 15. And blonde hair represents being submitted to the son, S-O-N slash S-U-N, right? And Noah was wearing a black suit representing the man-child, the groom here. And he was in the driver's seat well, we know it's good for to have Jesus in control of our vehicles. Amen. That's a good sign. Noah had me sit in the passenger seat so I could look at the map to speak aloud the directions. Well, reading the map represents being instructed by the scriptures. His word is the road map of discipleship. Amen. Amen. There was also a young man around seven years old in the back seat. Well, the fruit of the bride and man-child is that they have entered the rest of ceasing from their own works, representing the number seven. And Noah started driving and the car was going quickly down the mountain through different towns all in a straight path. And the road then traveled alongside of a beach. So, straight path. That's what we need to be on. The straight and narrow path. And, of course, the seed of Abraham uh, represented, is represented by the sands of the seashore, according to the Lord. And that's the church. And in the car's cup holder was a drink And uh, Noah offered me some, and I drank it. And uh, Marilyn awoke, and she too had uh, something to drink. Matthew 26, 27 through 28 says, And he took a cup, and he gave thanks, and gave to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many unto remission of sins. Amen. And the blood, of course, represents the nature of Jesus. Our nature is passed on through the blood of our parents, but then we get a transfusion. (laughs) The blood of Jesus. Amen. I looked at the map and realized that we had to quickly turn left down a section. I said aloud that we have to turn left, and we quickly turned left. I was a little concerned about the directions to take a sharp turn to the left. (laughs) Yes, I would be too, Um, where, of course, the goats are set. But sometimes Father, in his wisdom, allows these situations, yeah, to cleanse and sanctify the bride. Amen. Amen. However, we realized that we couldn't drive down this direction, but instead we had to walk or ride on the bike, which Noah had in the trunk. So we parked the car, and Noah got the bike out. It was a big bicycle and could fit four people on it. Well, a bicycle um, represents a balanced rest and uh, having an eye that is single, I would say. Uh, Matthew 6 and 22 says, The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Balance in the Scripture is important. Some people like to emphasize this verse or that verse, but they all are the verses of God, right? Right. Noah drove the bike with the seven-year-old boy on the back seat, and I sat in the front seat with Marilyn on my lap. Well, sitting on the lap, she said, represents being one in spirit or a corporate body. I agree. That was exactly how this was translated. So, she went on to say, The path led us to a very green forest representing the wilderness, we drove on the bike for a while until we got to this corner section where we all got off the bike and Noah walked the bike. Marilyn prayed quietly and Noah prayed aloud during this time. And the verse given was 1 Thessalonians five sixteen 16-18, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will in Christ Jesus towards you. Partway through the forest, we looked over and saw, from a distance, a group of five people, three men and two women. All four of us felt something not right in our spirits. So, why did they travel to the left? They traveled to the left to find the people, that were on that path and to share the gospel. Right? So now they ran into these five people, three men and two women. We know them, <laughs> by the way. Um, all four of us felt something not right in our spirits, and that was true. That came to pass. First uh, Peter 5 and 8, uh, be sober, watch The devil, your adversary, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking to gulp down, or whom he may devour, my version says. And Deuteronomy 31 and 6, Be strong and of good courage, fear not, nor be affrighted at them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Of course God is pointing out that these people are wrong and a danger to the body. The five had initially heard our sharing of the gospel and then hid in the bushes. No, they don't they're not interested in the gospel now um, are the factious that recently separated from us. And this dream was confirmed. It turned out to be the three men and the two women who in real life tried to get us to follow them. And this is always a test for the righteous to obey the Scriptures, to love and pray for our enemies, and to show kindness and respect in the face of factious slanderers and witchcraft curses. Amen. So this really confirmed this word because it, definitely came to pass. Okay. Both Noah and Marilyn seemed calm and peaceful and assured me that all will be okay as we prepared to get on the bike again. The factious group of people quickly ran over and grabbed their own bikes out from behind some bushes. And quickly, they're always in hiding. You know, they they uh, do what they say they won't do. They tell you they won't do this and then they do it, you know, because they always lie. That's the nature of faction. So they got their own bikes out from behind some bushes and quickly rode over to us while more of them also appeared. Well, Psalm 11 and 2 is what came to me. For lo, the wicked bend the bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string that they may shoot in darkness at the upright in heart. They're always hiding what they're doing. Why did do they do that? Because they told us they wouldn't do this. And they did do it. Oh, this was perfect prophetic word here. And uh, 1 Peter 4, 12 through 19, they gave. Beloveds, think not strange the fiery trial among you, which cometh upon you to prove you as though a, a strange thing happened unto you. But insomuch as you are partakers of the sufferings of Christ, rejoice that at the revelation of his glory also you may rejoice with exceeding joy. So tribulations work uh, the life of Christ into us, and also it causes suffering because the old man is dying, Right? spiritually speaking verse 14 if you are reproached in Christ's name blessed ye because the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you for let not none of you excuse me for let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as an inspector of others <laughs> but if as a Christian, Let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this name. For the season is come for the judgment to begin at the house of God, and if first at us, what will be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely saved, where then shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them also that suffer according to the will of God commit their souls in well-doing to a faithful Creator. Amen. So we just kept walking along seeking the presence of God and Noah praying intense warfare and Marilyn praying meekly and quietly. And uh, they gave Romans 8.31 what then shall we say unto these things if gospel is if god is for excuse me who is against us and also philippians 4 6 and 7 in nothing be anxious but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be known unto god amen and the peace of god which passeth all understanding shall guard your hearts and your thoughts in christ jesus and also Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not upon thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and we will direct, and he will direct thy paths. So as they caught up to us, now this is a timing also because re- remember these five we already know. Okay. As they caught up to us, On their bikes, they jumped off and began to follow us closely. Yep. They were very intimidating and trying to make us feel fear, doubt, and that they were going to do something wicked to us. The men had giant knives and kept waving them in front of us, and one of the knives had blood dripping off of it. Yes, because they have stabbed some people. Yep. Um, Their facial expressions were evil um, and with hatred and murder. Each of them kept saying they wanted to hurt us. It was made known that they wanted to sacrifice human blood so that they could get power from their demons. Hmm. Okay. Sounds like somebody else. Like they the faction in the government, too. Well, the factious worship a false Jesus, which is a demon. The angels told us that their Jesus doesn't love them and that we don't have to worry about them because they are already conquered. Their Jesus allows them to feed their flesh and he smiles upon their sins. Their lies and slander have stabbed us in the back and have shed the blood of many. Yet their low estate will bring some of them to salvation, even at death. This is what the angels told us. Even as they were dying, some of them will be saved. Others are reprobated. That's what the angels told us. We just kept uh, walking along, not going into fear or doubt, while constantly praying and not letting any evil thoughts or feelings come into us. We acted natural and were kind, loving, meek, and gentle. 1 John 4 and 4. You are of God, my little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And also Second Timothy 1 and 7. For God gave us not a spirit of fearfulness, but of power and of love and of discipline. And also Matthew 18, 18 through 20. Verily I say unto you, What things soever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and what things soever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Remember that when uh, the wicked are around, right? Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. They seemed to think it was weird that we had no fear, but we were at peace and had love and patience and joy radiating from us. Yes, they um, they uh, avoid us, you know, uh, but they try to catch other people unawares, right? James one two through four, count it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into manifold temptations, knowing that the proving of your faith worketh patience. And let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, lacking in nothing. And James 1 and 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he hath been approved, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord promised to them that love him. Well, Noah was... um, rebuking spirits of Jezebel, murder, Lucifer, intimidation, fear, etc., and kept commanding all those demons to leave. Luke 10 and 19 says, Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall in any wise hurt you. And 2 Corinthians ten three 3-5 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but mighty before God to casting down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that is exalted against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In shock, they stepped away from in front of us. They seemed awed that we were being kind and loving to them, even though what they were doing to us was evil. They couldn't comprehend the light. They can't because this is a reprobation that comes over them called faction. And it really is, we call them stupid demons because they're very stupid. They don't understand the things that they once understood very well. Those things are all gone, you know. So it's a, it's a turning over to the devil for a season to hopefully bring them to a place of repentance. So they gave uh, John 1 and 5, And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness apprehended it not. Actually, it says comprehended it not, right? No, not comprehended it not. Excuse me. Apprehended it not. So uh, we apprehend the light. It's not just a comprehending it, like the King James has, right? And James 4 and 7. Be subject, therefore, unto God, but resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And also Matthew 5, 43 through 48. You have heard that it was said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy, but I say unto you, Love your enemies, and pray for them that persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he maketh his sun to shine on the evil and the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them that love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the Gentiles the same? You, therefore, shall be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Amen. So the process of them trying to intimidate us and trying to get us to fear went on for a while. But it seemed that because we didn't give in to their threats or fear, they couldn't even physically touch us. Amen. And, of course, you know, the slander and the lies that these people give, the righteous will not receive because they know the rules, Matthew eighteen fifteen through 17. And so, on, and receive not an accusation without two or three witnesses of sin, So, again, this just cuts them off at the knees. They can't really do anything when people obey the Word of God. Well, the angels um, told us not to give their demons power by focusing on them or giving in to uh, spirits of uh, paranoia because, or uh, but, just to focus on what Christ has already done to defeat the enemy. Okay, Amen. Be confident in the Lord. Confess Him before men. Amen. We reached this area in the forest that was a building with a secure bar fence around it, representing sanctification, which is our spiritual protection. Right. We could look in, but uh, weren't physically able to get in without a key. Ah, but they got a key. Isaiah 22 and 22 says, And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, and he shall open, and none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none shall open. And also Revelation 3 and 7, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, which is the bride church, right? Write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and none shall shut, and that shutteth and none openeth. And also Matthew 16 and 19. I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. So the four of us uh, walked through the gate, and it closed behind us so the other factious people couldn't get in. Yep, You come to a place when you're overcoming the trials and the tests that uh, the wicked can't get at you. You know. We fell on the ground praying on our knees and Noah started preaching to these people. And then I woke up. And they gave Psalm ninety one fourteen Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him, I will set him on high because he hath known my name. And James one and twelve. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he hath been approved, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord promised to them that love him. Amen. How awesome. Well, thank you, Tiana, for this uh, very good parable, an awesome parable of uh, continuing on in the Lord. And resisting the wicked and uh, having the righteousness and the purity, and also bringing coming to a place of refuge where the wicked uh, can do no harm. Amen. So we'll continue uh, one more time here. We got uh, Samuel fire, and he got on 9 10 22. Queen dies. Man-child, Lion, Judges, Edom. Okay, Edom is the same parable, really. Um, Samuel asked about the queen dying and what it means spiritually and regarding the man-child. And the Lord said, Who do you love? What is of value? Well, we know it's Jesus and the Word, Right? If we value the Word, we're safe. If we value Jesus, we're safe. He went on to say, they will try to manipulate. Well, that's true. But they will fail because they love neither, the Jesus or the Word. And the Lord went on to say, yes, she is dead. Everything will change in their world. I am making distinction on who is with me, and what was left is gone. Well, the the leftist goats are fleeing the righteous. Amen. Now my work is greater. And that's because without the goats, the righteous shine forth in the kingdom of their father. Now, his work will be greater. He is purifying the body of the bride to do a great work. And the Lord went on to say, They are spiritually reacting. Limit on my breath in them. In other words, their days are numbered. And he went on to say, Pray for their repentance. Now is the time to march and parade the triumphant victory of Christ. I in you, the glory. Yes, he is leading us in triumph, which is the celebration of the victory. Right? That's what triumph means. He always leads us in triumph in Christ, right? It's the celebration of the victory. You celebrate the victory even before it comes. You receive it because it's written. Then I saw a vision of the biggest uh, blue waves of light falling and then moving back upward, and they seemed to change into a purple color. I felt his eyes on us, on us all, in other words, the saints. And a giant smile. Okay, so this blue waves of light, uh, blue represents heavenly, you know, because when you look at the heavens, that's what you see, right? Uh, and changing to a purple color, I believe means royalty. Okay. And, and so he had a giant smile, right? Then I saw his face on the enemy and I was in awe and barely could continue to watch as it was so frightening. I saw him pouring out his fiery anger on the enemy. Well, this is like the lion in the storm clouds who was threatening this in Tiana's vision that we shared. Isaiah sixty three one through four. Who is this that cometh from Edom, with dyed garments from Bozrah? That Bozrah was the Edomite sheepfold, right? This that is glorious in his apparel, marching in the greatness of his strength, I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Wherefore, he's coming to save his bride, right? He's had enough of the wicked. Wherefore, art thou red in thine apparel, in thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine vat? Yes, he was stained with the blood of these wicked Edomites who were coming against their chosen brother, right? I have trodden the winepress alone, and of the peoples there was no man with me. Yea, I trod them in mine anger, and trampled them in my wrath, and their lifeblood is sprinkled upon my garments, and I have stained all my raiment. For the day of vengeance was in my heart, and the year of my redeemed is come." Yes, he's redeemed his people out of the hand of the wicked crucifiers, right? Amen. Okay, Tiana Fire also had this on 11 16 22, the great revival and refuge. Hmm. Uh, Samuel and David are representing the man-child David reformer ministry, and Tiana is representing the bride here. Okay. I dreamt that Samuel, David Eels, and I were living with brethren in a village very far north. And um, Tiana gave Job 37:22, Out of the north cometh golden splendor. God hath upon him terrible majesty. The village, representing Zion, only had a couple of hundred people living there. However, it was very large uh, in land area. Well, the first fruits is a very small group of people, comparatively. Uh, it was very secluded And you can only journey to this town by walking. You couldn't drive there or catch a train. Yes, it's your walk with the Lord that will bring you to this place. And this is because no man-made methods of the works of the flesh, which are represented by chariots in the Bible, will get you to the top of Mount Zion. It's always a climb. It was also hidden in the trees and a person couldn't even find this village on a map. No, they wouldn't be able to. Um, and she says, We are hidden in the secret place of the Most High. Colossians 3 and 3 says, For you died and your life is hid with Christ in God. The wicked cannot find this city. and They can't enter the city either, according to Revelation 21, right? The village was uh, surrounded with woods, forests, and it was very beautiful. There was only one place to get food to eat in this village. Amen. Well, the only place in, in that area to get the food would be straight from the Word of the Lord. Amen. The spiritual food and the life of Christ is is only found in one place, the Word of God, and you won't find the truth anywhere else. However, it was always open. Notice that. Isn't that cool? It was always open. Speaking of the New Jerusalem bride, which is born out of heaven now, meaning born on the earth, out of heaven. Revelation 21, 25-27 says, And the gates thereof shall in no wise be shut by day, for there shall be no night there. Well, you don't even need a gate if they can't even find their way to the city. You see, that was the revelation. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. That's the righteous. They're going to bring the people who have come to the Lord into it. And there shall no wise enter into it anything unclean, or he that maketh an abomination and a lie, but only they that are written in the Lamb's book of life. Yeah, so the faction are overwhelmingly liars and slanderers, and of course, they cannot enter this city. They can't find it. And she went on to say, the only way you could know about this place and get there was if you knew someone, (laughs) and they lead you by way of walking. Yes, our testimony and sharing the gospel as well as our life's example is how people come to know Jesus And uh, learn the way. He said, I am the way, right? And you have to walk the way he walked. John 6 and 44 says, No man can come unto me except the Father that sent me. Draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Samuel and I were told from God to go journey to the closest city. And it's, This sounds like they're representing the two witnesses sent forth to evangelize, right? Well, this city was uh, many weeks of walking south, and uh, to speak to everyone in the towns along the way. Uh, Mark sixteen and fifteen. And he said unto them, Go ye in all the world and preach the gospel to the whole creation. Okay. Now they could have represented uh, the two witnesses, obviously, but the two witnesses literally um, are were men only, actually, and they went forth two by two. Jesus sent them forth not only as the elders of his new church, but also to go and uh, bring the gospel to the rest of the people and ordain elders and so on and so forth. So Jesus' disciples that he sent forth, these were the two witnesses. And they did this. They raised up the church. Amen. So we started walking south. We never got tired or sweaty and never needed to sleep or eat or drink. And their shoes never wore out. That's my thought. (laughs) Yeah. Isaiah 40 and 31. But they that wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We walked to the closest town and I remember seeing a few different shops uh, to buy food representing different denominations and false spiritual food. We didn't eat any of their food. This represents not eating the unclean leaven that the apostates have added to the word or taken from the word. Yeah. And the Lord spoke his truth through us to those who would listen. Very few people left their towns to journey with us to the city. That's the heavenly city. Mm Mm-hmm. Some believed the truth but didn't want to leave. Others didn't want to hear us speak at all. We didn't waste any more time in the town. We let Jesus speak what he wanted and then quickly left to walk to the next town, not getting caught up in any worldly things or stopping to eat their food. Okay, all this is good advice for the coming days in which the man-child will raise up witnesses to go forth and do the exact same things that Jesus did with his two witnesses back in those days, right? And then with the 70, amen? Matthew 10 and 14, And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, As you go forth out of that house or that city, shake off the dust of your feet. And John 4 and 32. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not. In Matthew 5 and 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled or satisfied. We arrived at the city late at night and there were so many people awake everywhere, too many to count, and places that sold all different types of food. Amen. Representing the Babylonish apostate religious system, right. We walked around and spoke the gospel to everyone that we came across, to all different types of people of peoples, atheists, pagans, and professing Christians. Some refused to hear. Others only wanted to believe part of the truth, while others wanted to argue. But we only focused on talking with those who had ears to hear and eyes to see. The, the ones that accepted the gospel would follow us and help us to speak to others about Jesus. Well, this represents the great revival, (laughs) expanding exponentially. Um, That's coming with the man-child anointing. Amen. We started speaking to a, uh, a woman named Birdie that I knew from my past. Well, birds have the ability to fly in the heavens and overcome the world. They're able to break free from the earthly to become overcomers, right? She told me that she had found Jesus and she was part way on the path. She was open to hear more truth. Everyone in this group had eyes to see and ears to hear and they offered to give us a house to stay in while we were in that city. And uh, Luke uh, nine and three said, and he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither staff, nor wallet, nor bread, nor money; neither have two coats. And Philippians four nineteen, My God shall supply every need of yours according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So we accepted the offer, and they took us into this brand new house, which had a swim- swimming pool. Uh, probably representing baptisms or washings of water with the Word, right? And lots of rooms and everything that we would need. And the other brethren that had uh, surrendered to Jesus on the way were living in this house with us also, in rooms, on the couches, and outside in tents. The house was filled with these new believers that were hungry, for father and his truth. It was like a communal living environment, although we were only spending time on eternal things and uh, representing, you know, she said, the original church in Acts. After being given uh, the house, we spent most of the time counseling and ministering to the new brethren that were living with us. They were all growing up in Christ so quickly and had such a zeal for our Father. These brethren had left everything, their towns, families, jobs, comforts of the world, to follow Jesus with us. And she gives Matthew 19 and 29, And everyone that hath left houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or lands, for my sakes, For my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit eternal life. Some of them would sleep on the ground in the house and others in tents in the yard. However, they were so happy for our Lord and so hungry and thirsty for his word that it didn't bother them. We spent the days with Father and his word speaking through us to the brethren, and they would go out sharing the gospel with others in the city. More people would surrender to God and come uh, live with us in this house. It didn't bother us that it was crowded. We were so happy to have our real brethren with us and who were on fire for our Lord. Amen. We stayed in the house for a little over a year ministering to these brethren and now we were now to journey back to the village where David Eels was that's the end of the end of the path there the city right some of the brethren that we were living with uh, wanted to come back with us and others stayed in the city to continue to tell others the gospel Amen. We have people all over the world that would like to come here, and some of them have been told of the Lord, No,pe I have a job for you in this country. You, now that you've learned what you've learned, you're going to be useful here. And so a lot of them are there. And that's what the angels told us would happen too. They were correct. We walked through many bushes and crossed many rivers and were in, in difficult parts and easier parts. Once outside the city, there was this big river to cross, and there were many people with us that were hesitant to go across the river. I believe crossing the river represents death to self. We encouraged them to trust in God and that all will be okay, speaking Scripture. Some crossed with us and some turned back to go to the city. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was a more dangerous journey going back to the village where Mr. Eels was than going away from there. There were many more trials and dangerous areas. Some brethren from the city decided they didn't want to come with us the full way, but they were comfortable staying in one of the smaller towns in between the city and where David was. Well, this is representing um, different levels of fruit, you know, like uh, bearing fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold. Some people want to go all the way. (laughs) Yeah. But when we got back to the village, we all walked straight up to the cabin that David was living in and called for him to come outside. He came out and looked at all our new brethren in Christ that were hungry, for Father's truth. And to my surprise, there was many more people that we had expected to come. Hmm. Then we had expected to come. Many more people than they expected. And there were all different types of people from all different places. They were all going to live with us in this village. And David was very pleased so that So many people had come so far through all the trials, and then I woke up. Well, very neat, very neat. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun, and uh, the Lord's going to make it so for those who are overcomers. And uh, yes, we'll be tested by false brethren, as the Scripture says, but uh, the overcomers will... Be full of the joy of the Lord. And will have anointing beyond their expectation to do the work of God. And uh, different people, of course, will have different anointings. And uh, But altogether, uh, we are a body. And the body of Christ is going to have uh, a powerful revival. A powerful revival. We give thanks to you, O Lord, for this plan. And you've told us of your plans for the future for us, and we're very excited about it, Lord. And thank you for all of the people out there who are taking it seriously and taking the Great Commission seriously and going to take the anointing that you're going to bestow upon them. Uh, Even though many people uh, we know have already received the Holy Spirit uh, there's going to be a refilling of the former rain and a filling of the latter rain coming afterwards. And uh, this, these powerful anointings are going to enable us to do and to be everything we need to do and be uh, uh, so that Christ is among the people. Amen? These are measures, of course, of Christ in us, of His life, of His purity, of His gifts, and so on. This is what the Holy Spirit does. He takes of mine and declares it unto you, Jesus said. Amen. Be filled with God's Holy Spirit and be filled with His anointings and the gifts of the Holy Spirit that He has called you to because all of these are going to become very powerful and very useful very soon. Hard things are happening in the world uh, contrary to what the, uh, um, the alliance is saying to us, it's not all going to be a thousand years of peace and so on and so forth. Peace does not bring people to God. Trouble brings people to God. And we have trouble coming. We know that Babylon is still, uh, this is uh, still in the future. Babylon is still going to persecute the people of God and, uh, and judge the people of God, uh, especially the apostates like it was in the days of Zedekiah where they sent against them um, uh, the sword and famine and pestilence. And we keep getting that. We just got it again. So um, we know that these things are still coming. And uh, you don't have to worry when you abide in Christ, but these things will drive many people to seek refuge in Christ and among uh, his people and among uh, places of physical type refuge too. So we thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Um, you're going to motivate many, many people, as you've told us over and over, to gather around and get the good word and uh, the good food and walk with you, Lord. We praise you and we thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. Your plan is going to work. It is working. And uh, we're very excited about what you're doing, Lord, as far as bringing people into the kingdom. Uh, You know, in lands where they're not used to Christianity People are coming to Christ abundantly. By the thousands, they are coming to Christ. And we don't identify because we know the wicked what they love to do. But we can tell you for a fact, (laughs) people are coming by the thousands. And angels are there to help them. And they also have been revealed that angels are among them to help them and they give commands to the angels too and angels are even distributing our literature absolutely multiplying it and distributing it praise be to God that's what the angels said they would do and they are doing it thank you Father in the name of Jesus Uh, just as Sandy uh, years ago you know took a very small group of books and and tapes or discs with her and God multiplied them as she handed them out they multiplied and the angel said they did that and they're going to do it on a much larger scale that's what they told us praise be to god well father we love you we praise you we want to be your disciples we want to walk with you we want to know the way. We know that Jesus showed us the way. And, uh, and he is the truth and the life. And Lord, we trust in you. We thank you for doing what you're doing. It is so awesome, and we are just so excited about what you're doing. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. And Lord, we also pray for the, the faction, Lord, that those that are yours among them, would come out from among them. They would get their eyes opened and understand that they've been under deluding spirits and that they are to return to the Word of God, which they left behind. Return to the Word of God, who is Jesus Christ, the real Jesus Christ, and let them follow Him. God have mercy. God have grace upon them. And do so in Jesus' name. We praise You and we thank You, Father. Lord, even though we warn people about the faction, it's not because we hate them or anything like that. It's we don't want people to be destroyed the way they are destroyed and the way they destroyed their families. That's why we have to warn. We must warn people, just as they are warned in the Scripture about these people. So, Father, we thank you for granting repentance to those that remnant which is yours who will come out from among them and follow you into the wilderness. Amen. And Thank you, Lord, for being with all the brethren out there. Thank you for those that are helping us along the way to uh, bring great revivals in uh, uh, Africa and the Middle East. And uh, we praise you, Father. It is exploding, and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. God bless you, saints. We'll do this again very soon. Amen.
0: For information, materials, and to contribute, go to unleavenedbreadministries.org. Contributions only may be addressed to David Eels. Post Office Box 231616, 16, Montgomery, Alabama, 36123. can quench my thirsting soul, pure as water made me whole. Let your streams of mercy flow, oh Jesus, I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into the sea, though the rivers rise, I still believe, for oh, your mercy stands and your word is true, oh, Jesus, I trust in. for oh, your mercy stands and your word is true, oh Jesus, my Lord Jesus.